Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. Um, if you're connecting via video, then then thanks for joining us. We've got Ben Elliott on today, mate. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a fantastic and a real opportunity for us to have you, mate. You are involved in the whole church comms world and uh, really looking forward to listening and hearing from you today of how we, as church administrator, as leaders in churches can really grow and learn and develop in this area. Uh, ben, tell us a little bit about what you're involved in, mate, because you've got a number of plates spinning. You're involved with a huge range of people in church comms and churches. Tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you're involved in. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel I'm too busy until people remind me of the things that I do and go, oh, <laughs> actually, there's quite a lot going on. So, yeah. So, um, hey, everybody. I'm, so my, my name is Ben Elliott. I live in uh, sunny Sheffield in, in yeah. South Yorkshire. And um, my main focus, I guess, really, four days a week at present is as the head of communications for The Well, which is a six-year-old uh, Baptist church plant in the heart of Sheffield. Um, it's really great church great to be a part of the growing team here and a growing church it's been a wonderful six years I've been part of the church all that time but only uh, for the last nine months have I actually been um, in my head of comms role here as yeah. it were um, yeah and then as, as well as that I uh, I have a, a small agency that I run on the side called Social We Talk providing creative content communication consultant consultations uh, web design video all that type of thing which is something I'm equally passionate about and yeah. um, and then in my spare time beyond that um i run a thing called the church comms collective which ultimately is just a peer-to-peer support network for anybody involved in any aspects of church communications yeah. yeah they're the big three those are your big three things yeah i mean I, I love jumping on your social we talk website and just i love the fact that you kind of building websites with that idea of telling people stories and, and you come across a whole range of different things so um i love that agency and what you're doing there Thanks, man. There's an abundance of stories to tell, and often people just don't know where to start in terms of actually how do you actually present that digitally and and, and beyond. Yeah. So hopefully, um, yeah, we help people to do that. Yeah, I love the fact that you're still involved in kind of the business and kind of involved in the whole world, really, not just a church bubble of church comms, but you're interacting in different ways, and and I think that's a real strength, isn't it, to what you bring then to the church? Yeah, I think what works. Yeah, I think it's something which, to be honest, personal opinion, I think churches should be heavily involved in the business world. Um, you know, it's it's investing in people and their jobs and, and our localities, which in turn allows people to, I guess, live lives and things. But there's uh, the well, for example, we've run a few things, um, different mentoring programs where we've got a yeah. few successful business leaders in the church that are available uh, for people to apply, basically seek professional advice um other startups or career changes and things like that and it's like how 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 can we love others well and apply that um in a, in a context yeah to, yeah to help help everybody yeah i love that that's great and then your church comms collective stuff uk that you've got you've got some like 1300 members mate on that group i tried to join a couple of months ago and it was like you've got to be in church comms i love the fact that there's a real clear definition there's people in there who are doing this day in day out for their churches yeah. um, or for Christian organizations. And, um, and the chat on there is great. And, and, and the, uh, you know, the ability to share information, share ideas, share what people are doing. Um, mate, you must be thrilled with how that's going. Yeah, it's gone really well. And naturally it's, it's blossomed a lot over, uh, over the COVID times. Um, um, and it's good that it's been there as a resource for people to use and draw down on. I think the, yeah, the nicheness of it is something which we, which we can apply to all aspects of kind of communication groups, you know, the strongest, healthiest 
communities are when they are gathered around a, you know a single core focus it's when you you know if you expand that too far that's when you can lose traction and things but um yeah we've tried to be very niche very focused i guess it's, in some ways it has expanded out into various um different elements but the the vision for that ultimately started out of myself needing support not knowing where to go to there were some amazing groups in the US and things where a lot of the content was contextualized to different cultures and yeah. there wasn't a specific UK space to do that um which wasn't um yeah I, I guess just um multi-denominational and kind of just drawing on lots of different ideas so it's, it's been fantastic resource for me and my my yeah. desire is hopefully that I'm, I've heard from others there's been a blessing to them in the process and that's a just a winner all round. the big exciting thing I'm doing now is just thinking is there something we can do beyond the closed walls of Facebook um because yeah. that in some respects limits it to obviously people on Facebook as a preferential social media platform um so just exploring putting tentative feeders out there to see is there other things we can do to basically make this a wider resource still niche but in terms of the yeah. um, the way that it's it's operated yeah and we've kind of crossed over or our paths have crossed over because I, I suppose there are church administrators operations directors who you know in the last 18 months are now you know responsible for church comms you know who might have hired somebody in the midst of all of this or have just had to kind of get on and do it themselves and and learn and that's where we've kind of crossed over a bit have we yeah definitely and I, I, it's something which naturally i guess from what i've heard from a lot of other churches it kind of falls on the, the admin person admin manager's role and sometimes yeah. um it can feel you know if suddenly administration landed on my plate i would not know where to start i would be absolutely lost um <laughs> so it's that thing of going okay simply how can yeah from a collective perspective how can we help people who've got questions about how to do these things and I think um, I imagine a lot of church administrators are quite methodical and organized. Yeah. And the good yeah. thing with church comms is I think there is quite an organized process. You can go about things to make it as productive and as structured as possible. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully for those who've had it in, as an, in addition to their role, something that they can factor in without it, um, you know, blowing yeah. their workload. No, it's right. I, I've met loads of uh, church administrators who are really quite creative and, uh, but it's it's learning how to use all these different tools and be able to feel quite confident doing it, um, and I, I guess that's the bit that that we've all been kind of thrust into and, and learning uh, as much as we can. So from your experience and talking to people on on your forum then and, and the network that you've you've got, um, I guess is it typically bigger churches that are going to have somebody in a part time role or in a full time role in in church comms? Is that what you've experienced? I guess traditionally speaking, you know, I guess the, obviously the bigger the church in theory, the bigger the budget to encompass staff teams and things and the, there's key roles which are appointed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, naturally, I guess that is the case. But it's interesting that there's clearly an acknowledgement off the back of what's happened in the last 18 months of the importance more than ever of communications. And therefore, yeah. churches are either uh, looking to employ somebody for the first time or um yeah or really look at how they can build out their voluntary teams and things um but from what i've seen as well whilst there's a lot of churches that are actually putting out these roles for the first time which is awesome there's actually um there's just not the people to actually fill those roles with the skill yeah. sets and yeah. when i say with the skill sets I think there's people out there that would be able to do it, but they don't know that they could do it. I think there's things that, we, yeah. you know, we all, you know, communication, um, every single person in the world 
communicates whether we like it or not um it's, it's applying the things we use in our everyday into yeah. a setting to help bring those stories forward and stuff so um but i know when our church planted six years ago it was with the ministers and the first employee we took on was an administrator because ultimately yeah. that's rock solid in terms of actually yeah. helping you know the organizational side of things you've got the leadership going on and bit by bit different ministries happen and i yeah. guess the the underlying thing that happens now in our church context is a lot of those ministries to allow them the time to do what they need to do well. Um, they don't want to get bogged down in terms of their communication responsibilities, which is where I then come in and um, a great communication as someone who can actually pull that forward, allows the other areas of ministry to, to bloom and grow. So yeah. for me, it's a natural investment because if, if you invest in that area, then if everything else should grow off the back of that, because ultimately yeah. you're resourcing um, those people to be able to do, do their things as well. Yeah, no, I think that's that's great, isn't it? Yeah, and I think churches, like you say, really have gone, man, we really need to value this. We really need to start thinking about how do we create, you know, part-time roles, you know, or voluntary roles. Somebody in the church could take this on in a voluntary capacity. Um, and communication is is such a challenge in churches, isn't it? You know, good communication helps a healthy organisation, helps people feel like they're part of the family. They know what's going on. They know yeah. the right places to go and get information um and not just information but stories and i know you're passionate about that we spoke to joe before that mm. how communication is such a tool for the gospel um yeah. as much as it is just about informing people and yeah. um i love that kind of thinking i love that kind of approach to churches um yeah yeah totally i mean very simply put i say this quite a few times when i'm i'm asking things we i tend to split my communication um language almost and process into two key things and one is to communicate and engage the people who typically would be you know in the sanctuary on a Sunday morning in the cafe those kind of conversations yeah. you'd have and and, and and discipling and things um so that's one group and then the other group is the people that would ordinarily walk past or drive past the building itself and actually mm -hmm. be in the locality and maybe mm -hmm. curious as to what's going on like how can you as a church engage and talk to those people in a way which they would understand so when they come into that next stage of being in the sanctuary, being in the cafe, whatever it looks like, um, yeah. that it's like a progressive journey. And that's where that's the evangelism and the kind of, you know, all of this different stage of, of the journey and things. So, yeah. um, but for me, yeah, church communications isn't just um, like, how are we going to communicate to the family of this church? But it's, it's yeah. really to the, 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 Lo the locality in the community that's the beauty of the church isn't it that yeah. we've got so many different expressions of what that looks like there's no church that's the same we're all yeah. on a unique spot of land and from that place there's people with yeah. a passion for jesus running it's awesome yeah no i love that and i, I think you, you know you're introducing a great topic there just a kind of communication and you know evangelism and and how crucial that is isn't it in in the world now of getting a message that that uh, is modern you know in terms of it attracts people to it people are drawn in by the pictures by what you're saying by how you're doing it um you know those things are really important now for church Sunday to make it you know to make the gospel accessible to some that they don't just switch off i really think they are definitely um i mean this i understand that all churches have necessarily got budget to do everything they want to do uh, but it's kind mm -hmm. of thinking what can you do with what you have and um we we're fortunate that we've got people in our church that are passionate about going out on the street and praying for people and blessing the neighborhood. Um, so we do things like um, we've got simple flyers they can go out with, um, which are specifically branded 
as our church brand is around yeah. the well um so that you know when people see the signage out the front and they see the poster out the front and they see the banner out the front and they've got the flyer in the hand it all links together it's that it's yeah. those elements and we present that as well in a way which you know we're surrounded by pubs and businesses and um university and hospitals and things we want to make sure that contextually we're clearly a church but at the same time we're clearly um accessible and we're not yeah. a completely foreign entity in terms of how we brand yeah. ourselves in that context and i think um again another beauty of the collective is if you don't have somebody who potentially could help you know actually in your church you can help with design and some of those things there's people out there that are looking to expand their either do it freelance or even to they're do it, taking their first steps into offering design services and can yeah. do that um you know voluntarily and help you out um and also just whilst I'm on that from a design perspective some people really don't know where to begin and, and how to go about it one very great free resource for all churches out there is Canva okay. um, in terms of a design platform um, I imagine a lot of administrators might use it as part of um, kind of things they might be doing but it's yeah. a not-for-profit you can apply for the the pro package for free um, and you can kind of set up templates within their um, yeah. kind of key fonts that you might be using and and basically have a little brand kit set just to roll with. And it's something, again, you can access from your mobile phone or tablet or computer and, yeah. and utilize. So if you're not familiar with that, um, then I definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, I've signed up for Canva and have been using it just within the church office stuff because, yeah, we don't have a budget to keep on paying people to design stuff. You know, you're trying to, you know, make the most of it and use of it and, and free websites for, for images and those kind of things. Yeah. And I know we have to be careful in those things, but th these tools are stuff that if we can invest some time into in the week as church administrators or church leaders, you know, and you or you might be just volunteering at your church and listening to this, then then sign up for these things and begin to. And to put forward some ideas, I, I guess, to your to your church leaders, because not all church leaders are going to take initiative, aren't they? And they're not going to think this way. Um, you know, they're thinking ministry. They're thinking about people. They're thinking about teaching and they don't necessarily think about communication. Um, and there is such a there is a such an important role, isn't there, uh, to come alongside those ministers, those leaders um, to serve them in this way. Um, and I guess that's exactly what you're doing for your church, mate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, ultimately, the gospel is a communication piece itself. And, um, you know, I think trying, I I always used to, in my younger days, try and think that I was, you know, excellent at everything and try and do everything in, in stuff. And actually, the reality of acknowledging your weaknesses sometimes and, and, and calling out the gold and the qualities and others to allow them to fill in the areas you're not so great is, you know, that's just running in your sweet spots and stuff. And I don't know what it is to be a church leader because I've never been one. I've been a small group leader, but not a full and you know, not a minister or anything. And the way I see they're called into that position, the role that they do and stuff. And again, there's differences within how those, yeah. people, uh, those people themselves. But um, I guess ultimately, yeah, it's, um, I guess as part of that leadership position is thinking actually ultimately how, how do you want to equip your, uh, your flock and yeah. and how do you expand that flock and yeah. um and that and yeah communicating well is just is so important there's the old the old thing of you know not saying something at all is still communicating something mm -hmm. um so yeah there's always something to be communicated this is yeah. how you how you go about it yeah no that's helpful let's go back to a question or, mm. or a point that you raised about you know there being applications and jobs out there now for mm. people in these roles but not enough people are coming forward there's not enough fill in them what what can church administrators and church leaders be doing 
to equip people younger to you know to give them opportunity give them training what are you what are you doing in your church to pass on to the next generation this kind of role um great question love to and hear that as, you know it's that's the challenge that i'm facing right now because we've got a healthy growing church i think we're about 500 members now um and we have um no one really on a voluntary kind of comms team as well we've got volunteers to help come in and, and this is where how you can categorize stuff and it's this is applying it into your church context we've yeah. got we've got a um we've got guys that volunteer to help um do the live stream and do sound yeah. and audio and things um we class that as a production team whereas i would class the comms team as more people behind uh, the creative videos social media uh, photography those kind of aspects and things yeah um now that currently we don't have any in mind my, my big thing is like how do we grow that how do we find people who are passionate about it and i think it's helping people to understand that you know with one of these in your pocket any of us could be a photographer if we wanted to be yeah. any of us can yeah. actually contribute to social as well and yeah um, it's finding out is there people out there want to be a part of that so how do we do about that well ultimately it's, it's asking for a two minute slot on a sunday morning just to say morning everybody you know we look you know if anybody's got slightest interest in x y yeah. and z come yeah. and have a chat to me afterwards um if you're online only at this time then create a little video and ask the ask it to be played on the on the live stream or whatever um yeah. if you've got an email system that you can use we look i need to send out an email to our entire church family just to let them know mm-hmm. part of the new thing ways in which people can volunteer as the church comes back together in the autumn yeah. um, you know if you want to be part of the media team we'd love to welcome you in and i think uh, where do you start if you know nothing about it well you know we've actually got th- this insane resource that i would i can't actually comprehend if you already stop and think about it compared to what we had when i was coming out of school but the fact is the youtube and google exist today in the way that they do and you know yeah. you could spend a couple of hours on there watching uh, canva tutorials mm-hmm. and probably do a podcast tomorrow yeah. um yeah give, giving people yeah. you know, downloading this information like you i think one of the things actually the roles and the application thing personally is actually going you know who can we find who has the potential to fill this and they don't necessarily have to have the skills today and to have the grit have the grace for them to say we want to take you on and we want the first month of your employment to be spent spending half a day uh, on uh, on on youtube yeah. learning things and applying yeah. it into a particular context and actually mm-hmm. doing that and just by by way of a, a bit of a, a background story i started my first career out um, working for the police as a communications um, operator and um I ended up uh, meeting a wonderful man who was a, a owner of a communications consultancy who offered me a job to go to Australia um, okay. to basically be a business development manager for his company. And um, the two worlds were so far apart, it was it was crazy. But he saw qualities in me, took that step of faith in me, gave me a few weeks of training before I packed my bags and went off to Australia. And the result was we had a very successful time and generated a lot of business. Now, my point yeah. being is... Um, I think we can sometimes be very, you know, job job descriptions and stuff. We can be so specific about the essentials of what they need to be. When actually, I think within church communications, particularly, so many of these skills people actually have, but they don't realise it. We use phones all all the time. We use yeah. various different digital devices. Um, it's just helping people understand how to use those things simply to communicate the message of the church. Um, So that is one of the biggest ways I think we can help the shortfall is by being gracious and looking actually upskilling people. And we don't need to have people on team necessarily to do that. You can find out more from 
the Church Office, the, the yeah. Collective, you can go on YouTube. There's, there's great books you can read, um, which are cheap. Um, yeah. there's, there's an abundance yeah. of information out there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the willingness, I think, to go, yeah, let, let, let's, take a, let's, let's, take a, let's take a gamble on this. And, and that's what church administrators are great at doing. It's kind of like mobilizing, organizing, and it just takes someone to take some initiative, doesn't it, to go, right, okay, I may not have all the skills to train somebody else in church communications, but I can create the context for others to come and hear that and learn that. And I, I, I would just encourage people, you know, who might be listening to this to, to you know, spend some time and reviewing how can we involve younger people in, in this process? How can we train more? And, and there might be older people who have got time on their yeah. hands who actually would be really interested. We've got a guy in our church who's like 60 odd. He's just finished off a, an, an IT degree because, he, you know, he just had time to do it and just had a passion to do it. And, and it's, it's finding out people's stories and interests, yeah. you know, and, and uh, in the church. It's interesting, the whole age thing as well, because, yeah, we can naturally assume that on one hand, you've got young people that have grown up in a, in a digital world and, you know, using mobile and things is second nature to them, which is totally true. And they're very adaptable. Um, at the same time, uh, the baby boomers are the most... Um, as a generation have gone through more change than any other in history in yeah. terms of communication, you know, grow, grown up maybe before TV, it's gone black and white. They've got the, inter- the emergence of the internet yeah, and all these stages. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wow, you guys have seen it all. Um, and there's no reason why anyone from any generation can't step into this role, in my opinion, yeah. into these kind of roles, in my opinion, it's just a case of, um, of applying some particular you know, the skills into that context. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And what are what are you? Um, I, I guess the collective is so helpful, isn't it? In terms of like getting ideas and, and starting points and looking what other people are doing, because it, it's that first step, isn't it? That first bit of confidence that we need. And and I guess if you're listening to this and you're not involved in the Church Comms Network, um, then then please seek them out on on Facebook and and apply to be part of the group um, and begin that journey to start connecting with other churches and other people. I know Ben's keen to see you see more people you know you don't want people to be on their own in these roles or you know who've got a responsibility in the church as a voluntary and go i have no idea what to do but i want to serve my pastor i want to serve my church Mm -hmm. and these are the kind of people we want to connect into you and 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 an opportunity to learn so much there so mate that that's that sounds great and that's the best way to get through is it facebook is that yeah yeah if you go to the churchcomscollective.com um the link's for facebook are there and also a clubhouse group which we're looking at hopefully starting out soon um and then potentially um yeah a new platform beyond facebook which will be linked via there basically but that's the place where you can get the, the stuff and yeah ultimately it's about you know you're not alone if you're involved in any aspects mm-hmm. of church communications it's um and i love that whole thing of i remember the first time i joined a worship team as a kid and feeling completely out of my depth knowing a handful of chords and the most talented musician up there on the team wrote me a letter and just talked about the ladder and we were all at that stage one day and it's just yeah. you know you take that thing and I think it's that that thing of just going. You know, it doesn't matter where you are; it's the heart you've got to bring to this. Um, yeah. We've all we can all move forward and learn along the way. And I, I'm still learning all the time, um, and yeah. I'm, I'll have to keep learning. Um, that's just the nature of the way that um, yeah things are so fast paced and changing these days. And yeah. that's that's one of the hardest things I think. If I'm honest, that's the reason why the collective is good because people bring ideas and help us be aware of of, mm. of, of trends and changes and things we need to do. 
Yeah, do. absolutely. Yeah, love that. Now, let me let me pitch a totally different question to you. Uh, live streaming, I think, you know, one of the big debates happening in our church, and I know in other churches, do we continue this? Um, you know, people concerned about participation only being online and not in person. Um, and, you know, I know a number of church leaders have been going back and forth on this. Um, and uh, not all church comms are happy with how it's going, I'm sure, and the decisions that are being made. Mate, what's your thoughts and opinions on that? What, how can you speak into that, that question? Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I understand a lot of the fears around potentially people not coming back and things. Um, there's so many pros and cons to the whole thing. Firstly, uh, from research that I've read of churches that open sooner, uh, mainly in the US, they saw no change in terms of numbers of attendance in their congregations, okay. even though they continued with the live stream elements. Yeah. I think to some extent this last year and a half, the, there's this awkward thing, isn't there, where I think some people might not come back to church, whether whatever you did, sadly, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. are being yeah. de deconstructing stuff and they choose not to come back. Others, yeah. um, and it, I know in our context, others are actually coming to church for the first time because they've discovered the live stream during lockdown. They've never been to church before and they're now coming to church to see what, what what's this like. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I'm aware for the vulnerable that um, who don't feel yes. comfortable coming back yet. Um, at our church, for example, we've, we've restarted normal gatherings. Um, we have a, uh, we're allowed singing and you don't have to wear a mask in certain parts of the building if you don't want to. So we've, I mean, we are welcoming everybody. There's also a, a place for extra space and masks and things. Um, so we're, we're welcoming those back who just really missed that worship experience for the last year and a half. At the same time, yeah. we're providing an online experience. So for those who still feel vulnerable and not able to do that, this, we want them to know they're loved and they can still engage yeah. um, and are very welcome to do so. So it's kind of like, okay, well, what does it mean to actually create a digital expression of church community and a, and a gathering? Well, ultimately, for me, the reason to, to engage with that is for um, for fellowship with others yeah. to, ena to enable me to be um, better discipled so I can be a better follower of Jesus and be more like yeah. him and to give an yeah. opportunity to give God praise. Um, yeah. can, can you provide those things to somebody at home? I think you can. You can you know, a lot of churches using things like Zoom and stuff, obviously, for the yeah. whole community aspect. Fantastic. That might be different from a Sunday expression. That might be a midweek yeah. group, a bit better. Um, and the Sunday focus being... Um, a more of a, a teaching and worship opportunity but i just think it's um it's what i've kind of called the glass house effect whereby for the first time in history um the church is walls have just completely come down and anybody anywhere in the world could sit down on youtube and potentially you know tune into a, a village parish meeting or church yeah. whatever in the middle yeah. of you know the, somewhere in the, in the UK's countryside or whatever yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. join the yeah. church community and it's, it's kind of crazy um, yeah, that it's that really it's only just happened it's it's a mass acceleration which really the church has been slow to get on in terms of what's actually available to make these things work in in tandem um, but uh, to me it's a it's a no-brainer to do now I understand for some that logistics are doing that are hard um, but there's very I'm not I don't run the live stream elements what we do here at the well yeah, um, yeah. but you can do very simple setups with a basic camera um, okay uh, you know that we don't you don't if you are a small church if you're a really small church you can get away with um you know using phones and things at the Thanks end of the day if, if, if like you, yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah. but to me it's an opportunity to share what god's doing in the, in the community um and actually create yeah 
create another opportunity for, for people to connect uh, and come in. And I think there's a thing really ultimately of leaning in God in this season as well and going, let's love everyone as well as we can and understand that, you know, yeah, it, I think that there is a bit of a season of potential pruning going on um, and we'll see and hope and off the back of it, hopefully we'll see a lot of growth, but um, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's doing what we can do and serving our people well, um, but where possible, man, if you can continue it, then I think it's for me, it's, it's a real added asset. And yeah. do you know what? One thing just to finish on as well is if you're able to, if you're putting it on YouTube and things and you're regularly able to apply those links to website and stuff, that's just really awesome for your search engine optimization yeah. and your website because it shows yeah, yeah. you're creating regular content and you know, all that kind of stuff's favorable to expanding reach and things yeah yeah absolutely right yeah i think i think our live stream has gone further to different countries that may not be able to access content normally um you know we've had people yeah like you say who have been quite vulnerable who uh, haven't been able to attend or fearful to attend mm. uh you know being able to connect still with church life and um yeah i guess it's a it's a hard call isn't it and and i guess leaders will will work through that but i mean you've given us a whole load of positive things there uh, to help the discussion, mate, work these things through locally. And I think you're right. There is going to be a bit of a pruning, isn't there? There are going to be people who, even if you continue the live stream, uh, may not return. Um, I, I know for us, we've certainly experienced new people coming. And yeah. we've seen we've seen some people come to faith over uh, online because they've heard the message and just God's encountered them and they've, and they've heard the gospel and changed. Um, so no, it, it happens, doesn't yeah, it? It does. And, you know, I think it's really appropriate to consider your church context and who your people are and who you're trying to reach it might be that live stream isn't the right way but some of the digital expression is it might yeah. be that actually um as a you know as a leader of your church you record uh you know a quick talk um and you apply some links for um for some worship which would encourage people to watch and stuff as, as part yeah. of that rather you know avoiding any copyright kind of things and actually yeah. cr creating a bit of a, a study type thing because i think um you know we create we create for the, the medium in which we're using. So, you know, you wouldn't shape necessarily a in-person gathering around the same rules that you would apply to the digital expression of, of church. Yeah. So um, that might be another way to go about things um, and actually still provide a, a digital expression of stuff. You know, one of the most, one of the most um, powerful things we've done over the last year, I think, at the well was last summer, in fact, um, we created a series on the holy habits and we asked a couple of the leaders here uh, to basically talk on key aspects of the holy habits and they would do like a 20 minute talk and create a load of questions off the back, which we have um, small group house communities and stuff, which we're meeting on Zoom as part of the COVID yeah. kind of guidelines. And, but the whole church was journeying together around these same questions around these talks and stuff and actually having the body moving together like that was really quite a powerful thing. And it's definitely gone. It was a good wake up to us of, you know, actually this is a really valuable resource, really helpful to do in a smaller setting whereby you can have the conversations that we are today, one-to-one -to -one, um, or, you know, um, so it's like, is there things that you can do to actually, yeah, actually allow it particularly allows for the whole, the elements of, of community, which is such a vital part of, of church itself, isn't it as well? It is. Yeah, it is. Mate, that's fantastic. I, uh, mate, I appreciate your time.
um, in chatting to us. And uh, I know we'll do this again some point and um, want to keep pointing people in your direction to get support, you know, particularly in these roles and uh, for church administrators and leaders that we're engaging with, then, you know, please, please listen into this and take away some of these things of the, the, the value and the importance of this role and, and how that fits. And, and like you're saying, you know, you're on this small piece of land in your community. It really takes some thinking, doesn't it, to go, what is our plan? How does yeah. this all connect together? And uh, you don't want to be operating on the side as just a functional, you know, here's how we communicate. But actually, you're talking about this role enhancing and being part of ministry, isn't it? You're, you're involved in it because you love the gospel, not because you're just good at communication. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's connected. It, yeah, it's a communications administration is, is a ministry, in my opinion, like without, yeah. you know, it facilitates these things. Um, and I'd say as well, if you're part of a small church community, that um, the, old, the, the old saying of um, comparison being the thief of joy, not worrying about what mm-hmm. some of those other churches which have got big budgets are doing. Um, yeah. Actually just going, actually, what can we do right now? What's the best way to love and communicate to our people with what we have here? Um, use resources, free resources available like Canva and yeah. Unsplash. And, and uh, yeah, just ultimately as well, talk to your people. Like what's the best ways to help, to help them and equip them as well to for, for them to become disciples to others like what can we do to do that and that can be very simple things good thing as well i guess is ultimately you know i think some churches will take the philosophy of oh within social media like oh you know we have this particular demographic and they're not on social media mm-hmm. um, so we shouldn't use it and that's maybe very true for helping them communicate about what's going on within church but it could therefore be the perfect platform to communicate to people in your locality outside the church that are on it and you want to yes that's right bridge those gaps so and that doing doing that the only the only cost to being on facebook or instagram or something like that is is the time of just of actually posting on there and things and you it doesn't have to be that time consumptive so it's um yeah but going back to what you said it's um understanding our context um who is it that we are trying to to reach in our localities is, is so important starting from there um is just it's really key really cool yeah mate that's great well man thank you so much for your time uh, ben no really appreciate it um if you've got any questions um then please email them into info at the church uk or questions at the church uk. Uh, we'd love to hear them and if there's anything we can help you to connect to ben or connect to other churches you know similar size similar kind of roles then then we will do our best to do that uh, we'd love to hear from you in, in that way please check out the church office website for more resources they've been updated all the time ben kindly helped us put together a, a head of communications job description that's available on the website and these are good templates just to start you thinking right what do we need in our context who do we need in a part-time or a voluntary role or a full-time role even for some churches and um, these are good starting points for you to have a look at so mate thanks for giving us the time to to put these things together if you've got anything else that you want to add to the website mate we you know please do things that will serve um you know do, do take the time to send them over to us mate love that no right goodbye that's grand thank you very thanks much you. thanks so much mate thanks for listening everyone <laughs>